Hello and welcome to our At Any Rate, European Rate Focus Podcast, a place for us to discuss recent development and key issues in European rates. I'm Fabio Bassi, Head of European Rate Strategy here at JP Morgan, and I'm joined today by our Senior Rate Strategy, Francis Diamond, Aditya Chorda, and Kagendra Gupta. Hi all and welcome here. Hey Fabio. As we approach the end of the year, we would like to discuss uh, our outlook for European rates into 2024. Our core view for the 2024 outlook is that the reverse of the fastest and most synchronized tightening cycle from the M Central Bank will basically start next year. While the M growth will remain subpar and inflation dynamic will continue its downward trend, reaching their target by some time in 2025. In terms of central bank call, we expect the M central bank to start easing in a mid to late 2024, with a total of 50 basis point cut from the Bank of England, 75 from the ECB, and 100 basis point by the Fed by the end of next year. Macro-wise, we know that there is a clear distinction between a soft landing scenario, where central banks are going to deliver a low vol, gradual removal of the tightening, that they deliver so far, while an hard landing recessionary dynamic with, uh, is going to uh, trigger central bank delivering a faster eyeball easing cycle. However, given what our economists call uh, observational equivalence, uh, uh, we have the inability to rule out from the data dynamic one of the two scenarios in the very short term. That means that the definitive answer to the soft versus hard landing may require more quarter to be resolved. Money markets are now broadly priced in between 75 and 100 basis points of easing for Fed, ECB, and Bank of England by the end of next year, but only limit additional easing thereafter, with the idea that the central bank will not be able to take policy rate back to neutral. So let me start with uh, Francis. You know, the inflation market in the euro area is basically pricing a successful delivery by the ECB with inflation broadly close to target over the medium term. The first thing is that would you agree with this uh, pricing and you see any risk around inflation next year that could prevent easing or maybe force the central bank to continue the tightening cycle? Well, simple answer is yes. We probably broadly agree with what's priced into the front end of the curve. It looks pretty much in line with our forecast for headline inflation reaching 2% by the end of next year. And probably risks around this profile are broadly balanced. I mean, there are signs of the tightest delayed markets in Europe are starting to ease. In the commodity space, we have a forecast showing a modest decline in gas prices over next year and oil prices are relatively stable around the low 80s. I think obviously that the main sort of uncertainty is the geopolitical tensions. They do represent an upside wildcard risk for energy prices. That could clearly spill over into the front end of the inflation curve. The one you want your HICP is round about 230 in terms of current levels. I don't think that looks a particularly cheap way of expressing a view just on uncertain geopolitics. In terms of the ECB and the timing, I mean, I think the, the view here is shifty core inflation is clearly impacting the timing. Um, and certainly the recent momentum in the pace of core inflation declines is probably going to slow over the coming months, as there's probably still a bit of lingering service price pressures. I think the sense is probably core inflation has to drift below 3% for the ECB to ease. And our forecast has that clearly happening by the end of next year with core at 2.5%. If you look a bit further out the curve, I think it's a similar story in terms of not much upside risk and probably a drift lower into intermediate break-evens. So we think 5 5 or HICP is probably grinding down as nominal yields also fall, and that's probably trading in a 220 to 240% range over next year. So not a, a huge environment in terms of uh, a lot of concern or, or problems in terms of inflation risks from our sense. Thank you, Francis. Let me turn to Aditya. 
you know, clearly the volatility of Bund this year has been mostly driven by domestic factors during the tightening cycle. But over the past few months, the concern around uh, U.S. Treasury supply and term premium have become a quite important driver. So what is our outlook for Bund yield and the German curve for 2024? And do you have more conviction in the duration or the curve call for next year? Sure, Fabio. So after moving in a wide range over 2023 with quite an excessive volatility, we forecast 10-year Bund yields to drift gradually lower over the course of 2024 and end the year around 2% level from current levels around 260 or so, which are roughly around 50 basis points lower than the forwards also. The, we maintain a strategic overweight duration bias, and it's mainly over the first half of the year on the expectation of increased focus of owning duration and carry trades as market reprices ECB easing expectations. This forecast is based on our central macro scenario of sub-potential growth through 2024, but avoiding outright recession in the euro area. Inflation on a downward trajectory with expectation for it reaching the 2% target by 2025. ECB, as you mentioned, starting the easing cycle gradually in 3Q24 and a full APP QT ongoing, but no PEP QT to happen over the course of 2024. Along with this, we will we also expect a benign political landscape. So all this gives me a bullish duration stance. The upside risk to our bullish outlook comes from sticky core inflation, forcing the ECB to stay higher for longer and that pushes the yields back to the upper end of the recent ranges, whereas the downside risk is on a euro economy sliding into a recession, and the magnitude of recession will determine the magnitude of rally. The key near-term risk to our overweight stance has been what has been the case over the past few months. It comes from higher U.S. Treasury yields, over the given that there's still, there's a still decent correlation and positive beta to U.S. rates, especially in the long end. What we have been arguing is that given the sluggish macro backdrop, Budget still moving in a modest fiscal tightening territory in euro area, and also EGB demand outlook a bit more balanced than what we have seen in US. We find the recent repricing high in German yields, especially in the long end, on term premium concerns quite excessive and seems more driven on US contagion. We expect the recent term premium driven cheapness to correct over the course of 2024. Therefore, we have a high conviction uh, outlook on duration. Uh, bullish duration outlook, and we prefer the five-year sector for the overweights in early 2024, and then move to the two-year from 2Q24 onwards as we near the start of the easing cycle. Moving to the curve, uh, historically, the US and German curves have steepened from the outside first as we approach the beginning of an easing cycle, and we still find it as a relevant framework for upcoming easing cycle. We have a strategic steeping bias on five strategies curve. However, already steep valuations and negative carry on steepness make steepening trades less attractive strategic outlook trades and would argue a more tactical approach at the start of 2024. Then 30s steepness screen the most attractive in our frameworks on a carry consideration and valuation considerations. Also at the front end, we expect two sides to move broadly sideways in the next few months and then start bull steepening from let's say 2Q24 as we ease as we start the easing cycle. Thank you, Ditya. Uh, changing a bit topic here, uh, interim spread behave uh, quite well into the tightening cycle most likely driven by the ECP, ECB paper investment uh, and the TPI, which uh, broadly contributed to, in our view, to a different perception and the pricing of, of the tail risk. So what is uh, your outlook for interim spread uh, for next year, both in core and periphery? And did you see the risk that, uh, you know, fear of an early PEP QT could become the catalyst for wider interim spread? Sure, Fabio. So similar to duration, like we expect a broadly constructive stance on intra-MU and we expect them to gradually tighten over the course of 1S24. And this is, again, on the expectation of easing financial conditions 
as ECB nears the start of the easing cycle, limited idiosyncratic political risk, as we mentioned before, private sector to continue absorbing the heavy EGV supply as improving risk-adjusted return offsets the still weak supply versus ECB flow dynamics. No further acceleration of QT with PEP QT and of PEP reinvestments continuing till the end of 2024 and TPI and the PEP SKU remaining a credible policy backstops, which has been the case throughout the past couple of years. Post-summer 2024, we expect interview spreads, especially in the periphery, to come under modest pressure. Despite broadly supportive environments on macro and market front, we expect them to start pricing the risk of the PEP QT and hence uh, easing of a safety net should put some pressure, especially on the periphery. In terms of forecast, we have 10 year Germany spread uh, staying around these current levels of 170 basis point till mid of 2024 and then widening back to around 200 basis point by end of 2024. For French spreads, we have 10 year France Germany spread tightening closer to 45 basis point, so above from current 55 basis point or so level, and then moving around 40 basis point level by end of 2024. As you mentioned, the key risk to our constructive interim outlook comes from either early start of PEP QT or from some domestic, domestic political noise. Given the recent ECB commentaries, we cannot rule out an early start of PEP QT around the spring or summer of 2024. Such a scenario would put widening pressure on peripheral spreads due to the weakening of the policy safety nets. However, in such a scenario, we believe that the ECB might opt for a phased, phased in PEP QT, similar to what we saw during the APP QT, thus reducing the immediate impact. And we would expect the ECB to reinforce TPI and stress their commitment to avoid fragmentation risk to ease any widening pressure. In our view, the worst case scenario for peripheral spreads, especially the Italian spreads for 2024, is not one of an aggressive ECB QT, but one from where the widening is driven by domestic political noise. As under such scenario, there will not be a clear-cut policy backstop as the ECB would be cautious in intervening in domestic political issues via PEPSQ or TPI. Overall, we have a high conviction overweight interim spread outlook over 1S24 with a preference for core and Spain uh, to express those overweight outlooks. In terms of country RV, we have a preference for Belgium over France in early 2024, uh, underweight Portugal versus Spain, overweight Austria versus France, and overweight Ireland versus France in the early part of 2024. Similarly, we have been recommending overweighting Greece versus Italy going into the Greek rating reviews in December. Thank you, Dita. Let me turn to Kagendra now. I mean, with a baseline of ECB on hold in the very short term, it's likely that the focus is going to shift to the start date, the pace and the cumulative amount of the cuts that will be eventually be delivered in the easing cycle. So given our boom forecast and the ECB outlook, what are your favorite trades in the euro area in derivatives? Can uh, the end of cycle steepener perform, uh, even if they are likely to be a sort of consensus trade? And also, do you think that the ECB on all is going to provide a window to sell rates volatility? Yes, sure, Fabio. Uh, indeed, I have quite a few interesting trading themes in the euro derivative space. First, as Aditya mentioned, we have a bias for long duration. Now, without repeating the reasoning that he went through, we recommend receiving reds and greens ester as the money market curve, in our view, is pricing too little easing for the 2025-26 sector relative to our macro and central bank outlook over those years. Second, uh, if you want some convex exposure but are willing to pay a small premium upfront, then buying bullish option structures on Green's mid curve via receiver spreads, for example, are, are attractive. Third, uh, we also think that the DEC24, DEC25 Uribor curve flatteners are attractive as they're designed to work in a scenario where 
some of the rate cuts priced in the uh, second half of 24 shifts into 2025 in line with our expectation. Um, we also believe that too much easing is priced in the first half of next uh, 2024, and the bar to cut rates from the ECB already by June next year is very high. And we have some tactical recommendations at the very front end to fade this. For example, buying three-month one-year payer spread is one such way uh, which benefits from attractive rate curve carry, uh, which slides um, upwards, and also benefits from positive wall curve slide as well. You also asked about steepeners. We generally like steepeners as an end of cycle trading theme and believe that bull steepeners will work as a trading theme next year. However, not all steepeners are attractive as the forwards are already pricing a significant large of this part of the steepening. Uh, for, so we avoid you know, the two stents steepeners for now, which suffer from a large negative carry and to give you a perspective of around 30 basis point of negative carry over six months, which makes uh, two stents steepeners very un unattractive. On the other hand, as Aditya mentioned, uh, 1030s bull steepeners, which implemented via six month receivers are very attractive in our view. Uh, rate curve carry for the 1030 steepeners is close to flat. Um, and also we forecast the 1030s curve to steepen significantly above their current forwards uh, in our fair value analysis. I do highlight that there are there could be some near-term headwinds to a 1030 steepening position in the form of Dutch pension fund receiving uh, over the near term as these funds announce their 2024 indexation uh, and receive at the ultra long end to hedge exposures. However, this is unlikely uh, in my view to derail our medium term narrative. On volatility, um, uh, yes, I think ECB on hold for now will provide an opportunity to sell vol, but that window is likely to be short and uh, we would be wary about short positions from 2Q24 onwards. I think implieds will initially decline in 1Q24 and the two stents curve uh, to steepen as the ECB stays on hold, but then implieds will start to rise and curve flatten as rates, rate cuts come into, into focus. So we are short gamma right now, but that's a short term view. Uh, thank you. Uh, German bonds have clearly underperformed sharply uh, swap in uh, 2023 with the only exception of the episode of the flight to quality widening during the U.S. regional bank crisis. So what is your outlook for a German swap spread in 2024? Um, on swap spreads, we think that the significant underperformance of German swap spreads uh, this year was primarily driven by several factors. Um, cheapening of funding rates as repo specialists declined close to zero versus Esther. Concerns uh, around collateral scarcity declining sharply as ECB's QT and Telcho repayment put more uh, more than around one and a half trillion of total collateral back into the system. And finally, some easing of financial conditions as ECB completed its tightening cycle. So all these factors combined together uh, pushed swap spreads narrower. I think that most of these factors will likely be at play in 2024 as well, and we expect some further narrowing in the belly of the swap uh, of the curve. So, in summary, uh, easier uh, ECB monetary policy, smaller ECB balance sheet, and narrowing of peripheral spreads in the first half of next year uh, support tighter spreads in intermediates and long end in 2024. Um, Near-term support to belly narrowers uh, can also come from increase in swap issuance receiving activity which exhibits a strong seasonal increase in January. 
Uh, additionally, I highlight that the bank mortgage hedging paying flows, which were a big driver of spread, spread widening in the summer of 2022, have virtually halted and could potentially turn into receiving needs, uh, which would call for further narrowing of spreads in the intermediates and long end. We do, however, have a modest widening bias at the very front end of the curve, where we expect short spread versus estimate to be around 30 basis point by mid-2024, uh, uh, um, versus around 20 basis point currently. And we believe that funding rates are excessively cheap and, and that Shafts is not pricing a lot of uh, risk of him. Finally, at the very long end, we do have a widening bias in the 10-year uh, forward, 20-year German forward swap spread, uh, as these forward spreads have narrowed significantly and should retrace higher uh, if our 10-30 swap curve steepening view is correct. Um, additionally, uh, these forward spreads should benefit from a pickup in real money duration demand, and we like uh, implementing this forward uh, spread via Bund and Buxel spreads initiated and in equinotional amounts. Thank you, Rakendra. Let me turn to uh, Francis now to discuss UK. Uh, the kill market has uh, over at the uh, level of yields uh, that were even higher than the peak that we saw in 2022 around the LDI crisis before a partial retracement more recently. So what do you expect from the Bank of England in 2024? And what is your medium term outlook for the guilt and the Sonia curve? Believe that the UK rates will show some tension between domestic and global drivers. So. Do you have any strong conviction in uh, uh, guilt duration, either outright or cross-market? So I think sticky core inflation probably means the Bank of England can't really ease over the first half of next year, despite the fact you're going to see pretty subdued and subpar growth. So we've got a forecast for core averaging 4.5% over the first half of 24, wage growth falling from 8%, but then probably getting stuck around 5%. But I think the sense is probably by the time you get to the second half of the year, you are starting to see a possibility of BOE cuts. So 50 basis points in the fourth quarter is the forecast. But I think any earlier start to easing probably only occurs in an environment where there's some form of global recessionary shock or some form of hard landing. So in terms of valuations, the front end of the curve is pricing round about 70 basis points of easing by the end of 24. That does look a bit excessive uh, in my view, but then there's only about 140 basis points of cumulative cuts priced in by the middle of 2026 which I do think is probably pricing in a bit too much of a Goldilocks outcome or a soft landing that is not really taking into account the risks of some form of recession or hard landing over the medium term. So I do think valuations that part of the curve look attractive medium term. We are medium term bullish on reds and green Sonia. I think a bit further out the curve, 10-year yields are probably a bit sticky and trading in a range over the next couple of months and then grinding lower over 2024 as BOE rate cuts, rate cuts approach. So we target 3.8% 10-year gilts in the second quarter of 24 and 345 10-year gilts by the end of next year. It's a similar theme in terms of steepness, but I think probably it's further out the curve where we see uh, levels being most attractive. So 10.30 steepness look attractive given our bullish view on Red Sonia. The fact you've got ongoing BOE QT through most of 2024 and you have positive net gilt supply, that should all help to steepen the long end of the curve and the carry profile there is the least punitive of all curve sectors. However, we are a bit cautious of entering over the short term, given technicals into year end. In swap spreads, I do think we can see further narrowing. Levels have cheapened up quite a long way, but I think that trend does continue, giving a shift to eventual policy easing and the ongoing positive supply once we take into account BOE QT. And finally, I think cross-market, there's a bit of room for UK to underperform. 
the US over 2024, which really is a, a view on the relative timing of central bank easing in terms of the Bank of England probably starting to ease rates after the Fed. Thank you, Francis. Let me wrap it up here. So we eventually expect uh, lower yields uh, driven by central bank on hold and eventually reversing their tightening cycle. We have expectation for a lower policy rate in 2024 and beyond. Market, in our view, are underpricing that full normalization. And that is the reason why both in Euro area and UK, we see value in rates around 2025 and 2026, like uh, reds and greens. We target good deal that 225 by mid-year, 2% by the end of uh, 2024. We have a bias to overweight Bund versus Treasury or even versus JGB in the first quarter next year. In Inter-EMU, we are neutral in Italy, but we are broadly constructive on Inter-EMU spread in the first half of the year. As the ECB will roll the PEP investment with a PEP QT, QT, in our view, unlikely until the end of the year, with some risk of it uh, taking place uh, in the second half. We have a broadly stable to tighter interim spread for the next six months, uh, but we have BTP boom eventually widening to 200 basis points by the end of next year. In UK, to summarize, we forecast a 10-year guilt around uh, uh, 380 by mid-year, 345 by the end of the year, and we have a bias for a steeper curve and prefer 1030 given valuation and carry profile with a very tactical approach. And we also uh, we see also some room for UK rates to underperform dollar rates over the next year. That brings us to the end of this episode of At Any Rate European Rates Podcast. Thank you, Francis, Aditya and Kagendra for joining today. And thank you all for listening. We hope to have you back again for the next episodes. The communication has been provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Report related to its content and for more information, including important disclosure. 2023, JP Morgan Chase & Company All Rise Reserve. This episode was recorded on 21st of November, 2023.